Yeah, let's take them back. Kissing the girl, confusing the curse coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I wanna live good, so shit, I sell dope for a full finger ring. One of them go ropes, Santa told me if I pass it, get a sheepskin go. If I can move a few packs, I get the hat. Now that'd be dope, toss and turn to my sleep that night. Woke up the next morning, niggas are slow on my bike. Different days, same shit, ain't nothing good in the hood. I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could. Made it a love it, the underdogs on top. Shit, cut that shit. This is King Known Uncensored. MVP, baby. I'm the MVP of this podcast game, as you can see. As you can see. Well, I guess my brand or whatever. But then again, there are other guys that do their thing, though. Shout out to all of them, but... It's odd to find this much intelligence and trash talk in one individual here. So I'm just letting y'all know that. But anyway, man, speaking of MVPs, man, Nikola Jokic wins the MVP. My thoughts on this is, you know, they only gave him the MVP because he played every game. If we went by who had the best season, it was Joel Embiid. Joker does have the stats. Joker definitely was a top three MVP candidate. I just had him number two to Joel Embiid. Everybody talk about Joel Embiid got hurt. Joel Embiid got hurt. I still think Embiid had the better season. Embiid had the better team. And that's showing in these playoffs. If you look at Joel Embiid, the first game he played against the Hawks, he had his career playoff high 39 points. If you look at the next game, he had his playoff career high again 40 points meanwhile joker getting his motherfucking ass kicked two to oh by the finest sons so um yeah but i mean like i said i feel like mb got robbed that's my personal thoughts but a lot of people are saying that you know, Le- <clears throat> LeBron fans and LeBron worshipers on television, just on television, not 
the regular LeBron worshippers, no, the, the TV LeBron worshippers, who is worse, in my opinion. These are the people on television feeding the scum and the spam of LeBronitis. Because LeBronitis is just a way of discrediting great players in order to glamorize LeBron and to make him look better. Which is something that you really don't need to do. Everybody said, well then everybody's going to say, oh man, you just did that with Joker and Embiid. No, I just felt like Embiid deserved MVP over Joker. Just nothing personal. It's just my uh, personal thoughts. But congratulations to Nikola Jokic, though. He had a great season. And Rudy Gobert wins Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, there wasn't many good choices for Defensive Player of the Year, so they were just like, fuck it, let's give Rudy Gobert his third straight MVP. I mean, his third, not his third straight, but his third... Defensive player of the year. Did he deserve it? I have no idea. Because nobody in today's game plays defense. I just watched Joel Embiid just fucking give up layup after layup after layup. I'm like, Joel, knock this nigga out of the air. He is eight inches shorter than you, bro. It's like Jesus, man. But I guess Gobert is probably one of the few people left that does play defense. So, well deserved. Although I made an unconventional, unpopular opinion to have Drew Holiday win uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and um, he has proven me wrong. As that nigga cannot defend nobody on the Nets. Tom Thibodeau wins coach of the year. Here's where I have my problem. I believe that the Utah Jazz coach, despite injuries to uh, Donovan Mitchell, deserved coach of the year over Tibbs. I mean, yes, the Knicks were trash the last few years, and the Knicks made the playoffs. I can dig it. But I think Quinn Snyder has been getting robbed of Coach of the Year the last couple of years, in my personal opinion. But congratulations to Tibbs, though. I mean, I think this is his first Coach of the Year award. LeBron changes his number back to six. Damn, LeBron, is that number 23 a little bit too heavy for you, buddy? I mean, you, you're you not going to shave your head to be like Jordan and shit, you know, because you refuse to let your shit go. Um, I guess he got that number six back to represent how many finals losses he has. I'm just saying. <laughs> Changing the name back. I mean, you better change your number back to six because I guess you're two and two in the finals with that number six and two and four with that number 23 on. Take that 23 off. You embarrassing us. But anyway, man, let's get to the goddamn, oh shit, before we get to uh, uh, the scores and all that, the uh, Indiana Pacers coach got fired (laughs) after one year. Karma's a bitch. 
Because if you look at Nate McMillan, the Indiana Pacers done fucked up and let that man walk. And guess what Nate McMillan is? Where Nate McMillan is in the second round of the playoffs, which he did not get to in Indiana. Meanwhile, with mediocre talent, Nate McMillan made the playoffs every year with the Indiana Pacers, taking a LeBron James-led Cavaliers team seven games one year. And in his first season as an interim head coach, by the way, not a head coach, no, the interim coach, because Lloyd Pierce was fired at the beginning of the season. Fired unlawfully, in my personal opinion. But Nick McMillan did take the team to the next level with his high-level coaching IQ. Now, and within that first year of the Indiana Pacers, they missed the playoffs. They lost in the playing game to a Washington Wizards team who was dead shit in the water. Who came out of nowhere to snatch the eighth seed. And the Pacers had that eight seed for quite a while. I mean, you have Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, I understand TJ Warren's hurt. That's a major piece. But you still had a decent team and you couldn't get a team with Savonis on it to at least the playoffs. Well deserved. Nate Bjorkin, whatever the fuck that nigga name is, this motherfucker, I don't know where they got that man from, but karma's a bitch. And speaking of karma, Kimbrick Walker, Kimbrick Lamar, aka Kimba Walker, wants out of Boston. Because he doesn't feel like he's wanted. Because his name popped up in too many trade talks last year. You want to know why your name was in trade talks? You were shooting almost, you're only shooting 40% from the field this year. You was putting up more bricks than motherfucking Frank Lucas. Okay? You was putting up more bricks than Nicky Barnes. Okay? Putting up more bricks than than fucking Ace, Rico, and Mitch. And you crying because, oh, I wanted to be the veteran mentor to Tatum and Brown. Well, Boston played terrible all season and you were a part of the stank up. It was smelling like shit. I smell shit in Boston. <laughs> I smell shit. And you were a main part of the doo-doo, my friend. You were a major part of the colon cleansing in Boston. And they said that this man was better than Kyrie. This man was a better fit for Boston than Kyrie. Kyrie Irving's record still remains 83-53. and 53. I don't have Kemba Walker's record right now as a Boston Celtic, but oh, believe me, Sometime within the week, before the week is out, I will have that record. Because I have that documented. And that 83 and 53 record is including playoffs. Let me double check that just in case I could be wrong, you know. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
My bad for the break, y'all. My bad, my bad, my bad. Hold on. Y'all better be lucky I don't have that. But I think it was definitely 83 and 53. But anyway, man. Yeah, man. Kimbrick Walker. I've been telling them to trade Kimball Walker for Miles Turner for the longest. I think that would be a great trade to help Indiana. And I think Kimball Walker's at that point in his career where it's time to be a sixth man. I'm going that far. Alright, man. Alright, man. Let's go to the games that I did not have here. Alright, 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 y'all. Game two. Brooklyn Nets assassinated the Milwaukee Bucks 125 to 86. The Bucks got their ass beat by 39 points and held Giannis to 18 points and 11 rebounds. Chris Middleton had 17 points. But he was stinking up the joint. Kevin Durant, though, the best player in basketball, 32 points. Kyrie Irving, no, Kevin Durant had 32 points. Kyrie had 22 points. Joe Harris had 13 points. They didn't necessarily have to do much. I mean, the game, they just, Milwaukee Bucks just, said fuck it we're just not better than them I mean Milwaukee's going home but can they even protect home court or will they go down 3-0 because Milwaukee has not shown up Drew Holiday has not shown up Chris Middleton has not shown up and where is Brent Forbes he was hot the last series where is he I mean, Brent Forbes did have 10 points, but still, he was big in that last series. I like that the uh, fights are back in the NBA, man. Because Jay Crowder's been getting into fights, Marcus Morris. This dude with the bleach hair on Milwaukee was getting into a fight with Tyler Johnson. I love that the scrapping, you know, it's not punches being thrown. But it's, uh, you know, it's getting a little testy. The playoff intensity has risen up from the depths of the sea. Now, game one, Phoenix versus Denver, right? The Suns beat the Nuggets 122 to 105. Nikola Jokic was held to only 22 points. The MVP, by the way, you know. Michael Porter Jr. was held to 15 points. Meanwhile, M Michael Bridges had 23 points. DeAndre Ayton had 20 points and 10 rebounds. Matter of fact, you know what? I don't like this stat sheet shit. Like, where are the full stats of this game? Seriously, dude. 
Like, I'm going to the NBA.com site where I can see all of the stats. Because this, this site doesn't do it for me. My bad job and fucking up all night, but goddamn it, I want to see the, all the goddamn stats. Shit. But anyway, yes. Devin Booker at 21 points on 8 of 12 shooting. Chris Paul on 8 of 14 shooting at 21 points and 11 assists. Looking like that New Orleans Chris Paul. Jay Crowder had 14 points. It was three. It was four niggas with 20 points or more. Not a good look for for Denver and the so-called MVP, right? Let's shift gears here. Clipper, uh, let's go to uh, Hawks and Sixers game two. Man, what the hell? Oh boy. These applications are fucking up today. Technical difficulties in this bitch. I apologize in advance. Oh boy. We're at Tuesday's games, y'all. And the Atlanta Hawks. Lost to the Sixers at home as Joel Embiid cooked up another 40-point night as they beat him 118 to 102. So, Trey Young had 21 points, 11 assists, but it was not enough. Even to survive Danilo Gallinari's 21 points and 9 rebounds off the bench. Uh, The Sixers was going back and forth with, with, with Atlanta, but... The Sixers just pulled away in the second half. I mean, Embiid, 40 points and 13 rebounds. Come on, man. This is the real MVP. I'm sorry. It's JoJo, baby. I think if Donovan Mitchell would have been healthy all this season, I think he would have had a lot to say about that MVP. Tobias Harris came out with um, an iron fist in in the first half. 22 points. Then Seth Curry hit some big shots. He had 21 points. Shake Milton, this dude was on fire in that second half. 14 fucking points, y'all. Now, I think that Philadelphia is going to steal one in Atlanta. That's just my personal thoughts on that subject here. Clippers and Jazz game one. I watched this game last night from start to finish. It was a back and forth game, but the Los Angeles Clippers 
Marcus Morris was 4 of 14. Now, there were uh, probably about four or five straight possessions. This man was 1 of 9 from 3. 1 of 9, and he continued to shoot it until the last shot of the game. Kawhi Leonard, 23 points, 19 shot attempts. That is not enough. Kawhi Leonard has to be aggressive. He has to attempt 30 shots a game. Now, someone who shouldn't even have arms to shoot a basketball, Paul George, was abysmal. Despite having a double-double, a 20-point, 10-rebound double-double, he shot 4 of 17. Playoff P with two E's at the end of P. P like as in urine, as in piss. That nigga Paul George is a walking piss test out there. This nigga had enough bricks to build mansions across Los Angeles. This nigga was missing so many shots. It was ridiculous, and he still had 20. That was the killer part. And the, and the killer part is the Clippers only lost by three points. They lost 109-112. You can't make this shit up, man. You can't make this shit up, dog about the Los Angeles Clippers. And then, the last possession of the game, Kawhi and Paul George were both afraid to shoot the final shot. They bitched up at the end. Despite making great plays to remain in the game, even when Utah snatched the lead, but Donovan Mitchell was amazing last night. 45 points on 16 of 30 shooting, six of 15 from three. I mean, you look at uh, you look at Bohan Bogdanovich hit some big shots, 18 points. Jordan Clarkson had 18 off the bench. But um, other than that, Utah. Um, honestly, Utah should have beat the Clippers by more points. The Clippers were turning over the ball. A shitload. I was surprised that now I think I think that the Clippers th- think that they can beat Utah, but they have to snatch a home game from them if they're going to win this series, like I predicted. Because it was this going to be a difficult series to call. I really think that this is going to go seven games in favor of the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi has to remain engaged the whole game. Now, a lot of people were making excuses saying, oh, you know, they're coming off of a uh, a seven-game series. It's the playoffs. You got to be ready, and you got to stay ready. The fact, despite that, they only lost by three. Thought I told y'all motherfucking ass. And now tonight's game, Right? You had Phoenix just beat uh, Phoenix just giving the Denver Nuggets a Joe Jackson ass whooping. As Michael Porter Jr. did his best impression of Paul George as he shot three of 13 from the field and only had 11 points. And they held Joker to 24 points despite him shooting nine of 17 and, and having 13 rebounds and six assists. He didn't get any help from his teammates. 
Not any real help. Paul Millsap scored just as many points as Michael Porter Jr. That cannot happen. This was an ass whooping from start to finish. I mean, look at this. Six niggas in double figures. Chris Paul has 17 points and 15 assists. D-Book only had to score 18 points and 10 rebounds on 6 of 14 shooting to win this game. DeAndre Ayton had 15 points, 10 rebounds. Michael Bridges has 16 points. Another big game from the corner three-point shooter. Jay Crowder was 4 of 5 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3. Torrey Craig made some big shots for them. I think Phoenix had the ball rolling. So, which leads to my burning questions. Is Phoenix really living up to the hype? Because, I mean, they were a two seed that was expected to lose to the Los Angeles Lakers, but they proved the doubters wrong. Can they prove their doubters wrong all the way to the finals? Because I don't think anybody picked them to be a championship caliber team. But this season, it seems to be that they are. I mean, me personally, I didn't expect this type of run from Phoenix. And I don't think anyone else did. But I definitely expected Booker to perform well. I expected Chris Paul to perform well. And I expected that DeAndre Ayton was going to take that leap into one of the best centers and players in the in the National Basketball League. Now, there has been an increase on playoff ass whoopings. Like motherfuckers been getting beat by 20, 30, 40 points. And that goes back to my thought on Rudy Gobert winning Defensive Player of the Year. Nobody fucking plays defense anymore. No one plays lockdown defense anymore. As I said in that Philly game, I was mad at Joel Embiid for missing, like, there's four straight guards that drove to the rim and scored while Joel Embiid just stood there. One of the times he pointed at his teammate to go stop him. I'm like, no. I would have been like, no, bitch, you blocked the shot. You the center. Your job is to protect the paint. But yeah, man, let's move on to Ransom's EP about the seven deadly sins. He released an EP called Seven, where he each one of his tracks represents the seven deadly sins. And um, it was okay. It was a good project. I give it a B plus. Pretty solid. Now, I heard another great verse that could be in the verse of the year conversation from Royce. I think it was on Greed. I think the name of the track is Greed. Yeah, Royce was cutting up on there, man. Royce the 5'9 cut up on Greed. Um, He also has Lloyd Banks on the project as well. But, um, yeah, man, 7... Decent project. It's worth checking out. It's not one of the best projects of the year, but it's definitely like in the conversation of good projects, though. Poop Shiesty. Oh, boy. Man, he was arrested in connection with a shooting and at a club. 
I mean, you spend your life trying to get out the hood, you know what I'm saying, and try to make a living as a rapper and things of that nature. I'm not very fond of Pooh Shiesty as an MC. I did not necessarily like his project like that. I only like really five songs on his album, but it could be a possibility that this kid is in- innocent. It's kind of shocking because I think he was supposed to do Rolling Loud this year. But that young nigga is out here wilding. It's an alleged involvement in a double shooting. And was over a drug and expensive sneaker deal gone wrong. Wow. I mean, he agreed to turn himself in. So I definitely truly believe that that kid could be innocent. You never know. It could have been the people around him. But, you know, there's a chance, you know, it's the classic case of living your lyrics Living your lyrics, trying to live those lyrics in that gang and trying to um, market and glorify a gangster image. A lot of these rappers think that they can be in the streets and rap about it, knowing damn well the feds is tapping and tapping your phone and listening to your music as well. But anyway, closing out. Um. Allegedly, I heard that Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Doja Cat, a.k.a. Doja Rat, a.k.a. uh, the advocate of white supremacy, a.k.a. we ultra black, not Doja Cat, is dropping new songs. And then also Megan Thee Stallion, they are all four of these females are dropping new songs Friday. I will not be checking for any Doja Cat at this point. Nope. I'm good. But I will be checking for Nikki, Cardi, and Meg. I want to see what they got. I mean, I guess Megan's new song is going to be called Thought Shit. And she is allegedly resurrecting the Tina Snow alter ego. Now, if that is so, I will be excited because good news was fucking trash. Okay, good news was horrible. I only liked half of the motherfucker. That shit is trash. Now, Fever... Sugar and um, Tina Snow, those are the um, those are the Megan the Stallions that I like. If you are channeling Tina Snow, goddammit, then I'm excited to see what she has. But other than that, I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. I appreciate y'all for listening. And oh yeah, man. Last but not least, before I get the fuck out of here, right? So um, I'm in Facebook jail, so y'all gotta share this shit on the Facebook timeline. You know, I ain't going to be able to share this shit until Friday. So look out for your mans. You know, do your mans a favor, man. Post this shit on your fucking timeline because I can't fucking do it. Because I got put in Facebook jail for quoting a line from dead presidents. It was as simple as that. Mark Zuckerberg, you could eat a fat dick with AIDS on the tip. I don't give a fuck if you do suspend my account. But guess what, bitch? I will make another one. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. 
And then when I tried to check into my other Facebook account, it said I couldn't post nothing on that either. That's some weak ass shit for just quoting a movie line. Really, bitch? Really? But anyway, man, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here before I, I get suspended like Boosie from social media and shit. But I'll be posting this on my Twitter page, so holla back.